It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Well, we're continuing to broadcast live from the Utah's Business Diversity Summit. It's part of the One Utah Summit series and an opportunity for businesses and community leaders to create a more diverse and inclusive workplace. The summit features uh, all kinds of significant keynote speakers, breakout sessions, networking opportunities. We always talk about the bumpability factor, uh, what happens in the hallways there. And, of course, the whole focus is targeted towards businesses, whether they have a well-developed diversity and inclusion program or if they're a small business, to getting things rolling. These are crucial conversations as the state continues to change and evolve. Uh, and one of those that we've been uh, looking forward to talking to today, uh, Riley Curtis is the Director of Community Engagement at uh, U of U Health. And uh, Riley, welcome to the program. Thanks so much. Happy to be here. Wonderful. Let's start uh, with something that's happening on the west side uh, in terms of a new hospital complex uh, out in West Valley. And we often don't think hospital and and equity in mind, uh, but that's exactly what's happening here. Yeah, you're exactly right. I mean, I think uh, um, for us, it's really exciting that uh, in this healthcare desert that is west the west side of Salt Lake, there's when you look at the data, there's a lot of health disparities, and we saw that come to life um, and really magnified with COVID-19 mm. when we saw that a lot of diverse communities um, had higher contraction rates of COVID-19. They were dying at higher rates than um, the white population in the state. And we really had to reflect as health systems and as University of Utah Health, what are we doing to address these health disparities and how can we do it in a culturally responsive way? And so yeah. the hospital is one one example of what we're we're committing to this community to do better. Yeah, oh, that's great. And tell us about the the hospital complex itself. What what will that be? What's the focus there? Yeah, so um, it's slated to open in 2027, and uh, the work that we're doing right now is really this groundwork of building trust with these communities, mm. recognizing that the west side of Salt Lake has 40 percent um, uh, people who speak languages other than English in the home. 40% of the population just about is born and uh, born born. And so we really have to think about how we build trust with the community and build this hospital in a way that they want to come and seek care here. Oh, that's I'm so thrilled that you're all starting with that whole concept of trust, because when it comes to healthcare in particular, uh, I think that is such a vital thing. It's something we obviously saw many of these communities struggle with uh, during the course of the pandemic uh, and even on a, on a host of other uh, regular health challenges that uh, everybody faces. And, and so that trust is, is just such a vital part of it. Uh, and I think that fits in so well to what's taking place down here at Utah's Business Diversity Summit in terms of these conversations of uh, how do we how do we build trust uh, and what does that look like for our communities uh, as we try to move forward, especially in an area like health? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, there's so much work to do. I could talk to you for a whole show <laughs> about all of the work that we're doing. But I mean, I think a couple highlights is 
um, really looking at how we intentionally hire people from that community to work at the the mm. hospital when it's built five years from now. And that really entails pathways, education pathways into health sciences. And so we obviously are part of the broader university. And President Randall has committed to not just a hospital in this area, but potentially um, a, a education campus or at least partnerships with community on the ground to make sure that there's these strong education pathways so that these diverse communities and the West Side community has the opportunity to get towards education and to work at this facility and to give back to their community in a meaningful way. And so we're really excited to partner on all of these fronts. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Yeah, I I love the vision uh, that you're rolling out there, Riley, and I love what President Randall is doing. Uh, we often say that the day the journey begins is not the day the journey begins. Uh, and the fact that you're looking five years down the road of how do we have people prepared and on path so that they can work at that facility uh, and be part of that community five years from now? That's uh, that's vision. That's uh, leadership in a pretty amazing way. I, I couldn't agree more. And so we're just we're really excited for for what's happening. We're looking at our uh, purchasing policies as well to look at um uh, partnering with minority women-owned and diverse businesses, uh, doing more outreach with the diverse chambers of commerce, and uh, like I said, hiring locally and building those workforce pathways. So it's really the, a comprehensive package, and we're and I, I can't take credit for it because I, I said this at the panel earlier, but really transformative solutions are already in the community. And it's the role of large institutions like University of Utah Health and University of Utah to amplify and support what the the strengths the community already has. Yeah, and as you mentioned, you were part of that uh, panel discussion a little earlier in the day at Utah's Business Diversity Summit. Uh, give us a sense of uh, a key takeaway uh, from your panel in terms of, uh, of healthcare. Yeah, you know, I think that one of my favorite topics that we talked about was policy and policy we often think about is just with the legislature but we all talked about how we're looking internally at our hiring policies our purchasing policies mm. but then even when it comes to uh, legislative uh, either locally or national policy it takes um, collaborative courage um, because a lot of these issues that these communities are facing are not just the issues of the community or um, a loan to the hospital or education or state to address if you look at housing, um, domestic violence, child care. These are issues that all of our employees and all of our communities are facing. And how can we collaboratively work together to solve this um, uh, collectively? Yeah, that collaborative courage. Uh, I'd like to export that to a few places, uh, particularly on the East Coast, <laughs> around the nation's <laughs> capital, uh, that collaborative courage. But I love the fact that we can show the way uh, here in the state of Utah of 
what that kind of collaborative courage looks like. And, and again, the fact that you're looking at this not just as as some community that you know needs is a manage is a liability that needs to be managed, uh, but really looking at everyone who lives there, recognizing that some who live there are going to be part of your workforce or your work team or uh, or your department within your organization. Uh, and it is that to me that's the ultimate inclusion is when we're really thinking through. Uh, how do we actually make an impact on individuals that are then families and neighbors and community? Uh, that's where the difference really gets made. Yeah. So as as you as you looked at the kind of the wrap up from the uh, from the panel that you were on today, uh, any other key takeaways or action items that you're looking forward to seeing implemented uh, as everybody marches this forward? Oh my goodness! I I just left that conversation and that panel discussion and all of the rooms today just feeling inspired that, you know, uh, Sydney, who's the um, director of the Black Chamber and was on the panel with me, she said, you know, the narrative about Utah is that we're not diverse and that things can't happen here. But when I looked at that room today and saw how many people of color, how many women, how, you know, young people in that room, like it just was a beautiful room. And I left feeling absolutely inspired that all of us are committed to working on this within our and within our organizations and within the state of Utah. Oh, fantastic. And I, I may have uh, uh, you and Sydney come do a tag team uh, show together because uh, that is that is conversation worth happening right there. Uh, Riley Curtis is the Director of Community Engagement at University of Utah Health, was part of a panel discussion here at the Utah's Business Diversity Summit. Of course, that's part of the One Utah Summit series. And, uh, Riley, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for your work. Uh, I know you're doing a lot of the hard work and heavy lifting and uh, that's uh, important work, and we appreciate you being part of the program today. Thanks so much. All right, uh, we'll go ahead and step aside for a quick commercial break. When we come back, one of the keynote speakers from the Utah's Business Diversity Summit today, Lee Rubin, is going to join us live here as we broadcast from the Diversity Summit. Much more to come on Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Stick around. You don't want to miss it. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.